2: Welcome to the Thursday show. As you know, it's a special show because it's the day day edition. That means Paula is live in studio with me. So we would love your calls and questions, ladies, especially for you. If you need any encouragement at all, today is your day. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is the word to stand on for life a radio program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering questions, Bible questions, life questions. Uh, Ladies, for you, anything that's germane to what you're going through, uh today all you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can send them in via our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you're driving in your car, the safest way for you to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Uh, just hit the call now banner across the top of the screen, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time, three four zero ninety five eighty five. Now, Paul, I know you're being bothered by allergies again today, but other than that, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
3: Thank you. I'm doing well, and I just sprayed some throat spray, so hopefully that will that'll fix everything. So, yeah, but the allergens must be back up again because. I was fine, and then all of a sudden it just hit me. But I will live. This too shall pass. <laughs> and God is still good all the time.
2: Yeah, the problem with you, though, you you have allergies <laughs> to almost everything. So when this set of allergens pass, there's a whole new one waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, o- the only time that really works for you is like our first week on vacation. We go to the ocean, mm-hmm. and it's like your system is doing a, hey, there's nothing here yeah. kind of party. Yeah. And then after a week, the stuff there catches up to you. Yeah,
3: but so it's okay. Yeah. yeah, But it makes you long for heaven all the more. Jesus, come quickly.
2: But you're still beautiful, even though you've been bothered by allergies.
3: Mm, thank you. Thank you very much.
2: So what's on your heart today?
3: Oh, well, as, well one, I'm going to always invite the ladies to come to the women's retreat. And so that is March 7th through the 9th and registration has begun in earnest and um, we want all ladies, high school uh, seniors and up to please join us. It's going to be a good time. The theme is All Glory to God and um, that's, that's basically what our lives are supposed to look like, giving all glory to God as we die to ourselves daily as hard as that is at times. Mm-hmm. Um, when we aim for perfection of dying to ourselves god is very pleased and he helps us and as the kids were in here praying um they said may uh papa ron and mama paula uh be led by the lord to uh, do this show and all we want to do is for your part and in, in particular is instruct and for my part in particular is to encourage and so we hope that's what what we're able to do yeah
2: you know paula the the retreats in this case the women's retreat but there's sort of a a good metaphor for what i'm teaching about tomorrow night uh in in hebrews chapter two okay Uh, in the first four verses we're talking about the the warning against drifting away Mm. and and you know when a retreat comes up it requires time off from work or it requires time away from the kids Um, it requires, um, coming out of the, just the normal everyday pattern of behavior. And, and so often people get to the place and say, well, you know, it's just too much trouble. Um, but, but when that's the attitude, you've already begun the process of drifting away. Mm. Uh, I like for people to think about, and and I tell this to the men as well as the women, but think about this, like your date with Jesus. He's calling you away just you to be alone with him Mm -hmm. he has something he wants to share with you he has some corrections he wants to make or or some encouragement to give or or maybe just some instruction he wants to answer some of the prayers of your heart Mm -hmm. that he hasn't had the opportunity because of the noisiness and the busyness of our lives Um, and and there's just a lot of people that say no now fortunately here at calvary chapel um, we, we have great participation. There will be upwards of 300 women
3: mm-hmm. at
2: this retreat. Yeah,
3: in fact, this year, because we've had so many ladies the last couple of years, they're like, we're just going to give you the whole camp because each year our numbers keep increasing. So it's just us this year and their staff. And so I'm really looking forward to us kind of trying to almost trying to max this place out.
2: Yeah, and, the, and the Lord will speak to uh, the ladies through the Bible studies. He'll speak to the ladies through fellowship with one another. Mm-hmm. He'll speak through brand new people you've never met before. Yep, yep. Uh, it's just one of those times when God never fails to show off for us when we get there. Uh, I recognize that it's a sacrifice. I am the anti-retreat guy. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, that's, it's out in nature, and I don't like nature, yeah, and there's yeah. bugs sometimes, yeah. and and there's dirt that you have to walk on and things like that but um, but still every year God shows off and I get to watch um, the, the work of God in and then through the lives of men uh, and, in your case through the lives of women mm-hmm. uh, so I just let me give you a, a, my end of encouragement here um, if you can make it this is for the radio audience as well um it's a two and a half day event yeah you'll be home we, it closes at noon on saturday yes sir uh so you'll be home saturday uh it will be worth your time it'll be worth a little bit of money that we charge we keep it as inexpensive as we possibly can mm-hmm. uh, and believe me jesus is there waiting with bated breath yes
3: and for uh m- moms nursing moms of uh, Babies who won't be crawling or walking by March something, you are way welcome to bring your baby because we will have a a decent amount of teenagers. Depending on how many kids we have, babies we have, we'll increase the number of caregivers that are needed. So your children will be well cared for uh, through the sessions, and um, we invite you to come as well, so don't be shy. You can start planning now.
2: Yeah, I, I love that we always have more. High schoolers mm-hmm. uh, who are signed up to come and serve them, we need yes. So in so fact,
3: one already just uh, uh, came to me the other day and said, "I really want to go this year. Do you think it's okay?" And so, um, sure, she's cool. coming. Yeah, the dates again are thank you March seventh through the ninth, and so you can start, you know, pigeonholing some money here and there and um, start getting your, you know, how much. It's for those who stay in the dorms. It's 110 for the for four meals and the two and a half nights, um, two and a half days, I should say, and um, that's pretty reasonable. That takes care of every, takes care of everything.
2: And and there are some if they need a private room.
3: It, there's no real private rooms. There's no one person in a room, except for our guest speaker. We do that for her. But um, the minimum is three to four in a room, and at that price, it's 150. For uh, five to six in a room, it's 125 per person. And In the In the dorms, you have to bring your own linens and stuff like that, but in the other rooms, that is provided. So mm-hmm. you take that into consideration and, as and well. And don't
2: be uh, self-conscious about, well, I don't know anybody, and it'll be awkward, it'll be uncomfortable. We have a whole bunch of crazy ladies in oh, our yeah, church, yeah. so yeah. it'll yeah. be fun. Yeah.
3: Just even, you know what would be kind of a cool thing, because you got to, Register. I know you can register online, but it'd be kind of fun if you came um, on a Wednesday or a Friday or even one of the three Sunday morning services we have just to register, but come to that service and make sure I get to meet you. I know no strangers, <laughs> and you and you'll be my new best friend. So mm-hmm. I, I really do invite you to come. You'll be, you won't be sorry. You'll Cal-
2: be calvarysa.com. If you want to mm-hmm. register online, you can yeah. do that. Paula, we've got a phone call waiting. Melissa on line one from San Antonio. Melissa, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi,
4: Pastor Ron. Hi, Paula. How are you?
2: <laughs> Hi, Hi, Melissa. <laughs>
4: Hi. I was at the uh, Bible study last night, which was really good, by the way. Oh, and uh, I, just, yeah, I just wanted you to um, talk a little bit more about what you mentioned as far as what happens to Israel in the physical realm happens to us in the spiritual realm. And I'll listen offline.
2: Okay, Melissa, thank you very, very much.
3: The greens were great.
2: Oh, <laughs> that was Paula, as, <laughs> as you know, Melissa. Thanks. <laughs>
3: um, a
2: couple things. First, last night's Bible study was in Isaiah chapter 2, 3, and 4. Uh, and, and it was God uh, first making Israel great and glorious promises. Uh, then he was warning them of the consequences of their behavior, their willful disobedience to God. And then it ended again with another look into the millennial reign of Christ when Jesus is coming and ruling and reigning. Now, the the value, Melissa, for us is uh, these things, uh, Paul writes, these Old Testament stories uh, were preserved as examples to us. Now, Paul, of course, is writing to New Testament believers. Uh, we're in. 2,000 years later, we're we're New Testament believers. Uh, We could just ignore those stories. If it was just for the historical value, we could ignore those stories. But as we walk through the Old Testament and see what happens to Israel in the physical realm, Um, David facing giants, Joseph uh, being abandoned by his brothers, what they meant for evil, God turned to good. Joseph running away from Potiphar's wife when she tried to seduce him. Um, um, Abraham offering Isaac up. All those things, uh, Moses' uh, time in the wilderness, and we could go on and on and on. All of those things were real historical events that happened to the people of God. Now, Obviously, those same things don't happen to us in the physical realm. But as New Testament Christians, they all have application for us in the spiritual realm. David faced Goliath. We're not going to face Goliath. But there are times when it looks like our problems are Goliath times 10. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Joseph wonders why everybody turned against him. Joseph finds himself Uh, being thrown in prison for something he didn't do, and then finds the favor of God. Well, that happens to us in the middle of trials that we don't understand or explain. Moses' wilderness experiences two of them for 80 years. Well, as New Testament Christians, we all go through a period of time uh, in the wilderness. And, and Jesus walks us through the wilderness. He walks with us in the wilderness and then delivers us to the other side. So um, all of the, the, the real historical stories, Melissa, in the Old Testament have uh, enormous value for us. Um, in the case of last night's study... Um, the people of God turned away from God. They turned to the things of the world. And a lot of my emphasis in terms of the application for us last night, uh, Paula, was the fact that when, when we choose the things of this world, as opposed to choosing to remain faithful to God, we're going to suffer consequences. It won't be the complete devastation uh, of our lives as it was with uh, Israel when Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon came down upon them. But the consequences, nonetheless, will be real, uh, and and we have to kind of navigate our way through them. And then, of course, we're shown the way back, and that's to be obedient. In the uh, prophets' instance, uh, the people of Israel didn't listen. They believed that they were above that. God loved them. They were God's special chosen people. Well, that's just like us, Melissa, saying that... Um, Well, you know, God's grace covers my sin. He understands my needs. And there's always dire consequences for things like that. So, Melissa, I hope that explains it pretty well without doing the whole Bible study from last night. Mm -hmm. I got to apologize to everybody who was here.
3: (laughs) I know what you're going to say. But you had to. You mm -hmm. had to, Pastor. I was good, and you couldn't shorten the message.
2: I went 62 minutes last night. But it
3: was awesome, and it, it, it flew by. It flew by.
2: I'm taking the next three days off because I'm tired. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have anything for either of us today, Paula, what's on your heart?
3: Well, I was kind of thinking about unity in the body. Um, first, maybe you know unity with with Jesus, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. You know, or um, Jesus says, I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. That that scripture has always been one of those. Did he just say that God the Father loves me every bit as much as he loves his son Jesus? That's one of those things I was like, you know, I'm saying it and I, and I hear myself say it, but at the same time, and I don't know if this is just like, I'm in awe of it, but I can feel my head going right to left like, that can't be, you know? And yes, yet it it says that. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. And I think most of your translations will say,
2: may there be one. As you and I one. oh yeah, are this one. is NLT. Yeah, so um, uh, and and that's so misunderstood. You know, Paula. Before we go on with this, you uh, you mentioned the, the Father loves us um, just as He loves Jesus in the same quantity. Think about that w- with the same force and magnitude. And one of the things that that always that always resonates with me when when I think about that is that it, it's natural for us to understand the Father's love for His Son. Yeah. Um, it's natural for us to understand the Father's love for a son who is perfect. Yes,
3: sir.
2: This is my son in whom I'm well pleased.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What we don't understand is that we who are certainly less than perfect, let's say, um, that God could love us because we don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. But Jesus gave us that same standing. And and uh, the Father in heaven, uh, Jesus, his son, the Holy Spirit here on earth in us, uh, has no capacity to love Less, in part. Uh-huh. It's not like you know, Paula. You're really precious. Yeah. And and if God calls you precious. Mm-hmm. He always mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron, you're still sort of Ron, the jerk. <laughs> so I love you, Ron. I really do. I love Paula more. Now, see, I understand that. Mm-hmm. And me too. But but.
3: <laughs> I have the plaque that says that. You know, Jesus. You know, He loves you, but I'm His favorite kind of thing. But no, I, I, I'm just joking. Yeah, but, but,
2: but the idea there is we understand why you love Jesus. My point is I want everybody to understand that God loves them. He's crazy about them. And, and if they would understand that, they would be able to enjoy the infinite depth of that love. Paul, we've got Lisa on line one from San Antonio. Lisa, thanks for calling. You're on the air.
4: Thanks, Pastor Ron. I have a question yes. kind of relative to unity in the body. Um calling you on the Sorry, I'm listening online. Yeah, turn the, turn the, you know, turn there's a the seven down. second
2: delay, so turn the radio down. Thank you.
4: Okay, okay, sounds good. Uh, thank you. So, the question I have is I'm, I'm uh, the family reconciliation uh, from long ago has rather recently started taking place, and spending time with ex spouses is kind of problematic with some of the. Um, ongoing events that happen and some of the stories that have been told in the past. And I, I have a hard time spending time uh, at family events with people who are not, they don't have my best interest at heart. And mm-hmm. I would rather avoid these events, you know, birthday parties and things like this just because I'm the actually the stepmom. So I just kind of wondered if you'd comment on anything like that.
2: Oh yeah, Lisa, I can, and and I'm sure Paula has something to add uh, as well. And Let me I'm say hang first. Up
4: listen on the air so I can hear really good, okay?
2: Okay, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> I appreciate so the call. Cute. Thank you. Um, a a couple of things that, that immediately come to mind. Um, reconciliation is is always the ministry you've been given. Um, that doesn't. Even primarily mean that 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 we have to reconcile with people, but 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 we offer reconciliation to God. Um, that, that's that's one of the goals of evangelism. It's one of the goals of us being a witness. Um, Lisa, I think the the thing that really jumps out at me here is uh, nobody is comfortable going to family events where there are going to be unbelievers, where there are going to be people who have caused us great pain. Um, where there are going to be people there uh, who don't have your best interest at heart. I mean, that would be silly. It would be like saying, you know what? I think I'm going to get a headache just so I can take some aspirin. Um, but here's the thing that we have to do. We have to understand um, and seek the counsel of God. God, do you want me to go? Now, I'm I'm with you, Lisa. My first instinct is, no, I'm not going to go. Uh, but, but we have to bypass that first instinct and instead... Uh, Lord, are you going to open some doors? Now, one of the ways that you can overcome this, Lisa, is by praying for those people on a daily basis, uh, not just when the event is coming up or, or when the family is going to be together, but, but have a place and a time where you can offer those people's hearts to the Lord on a daily basis. Now, the reason we do that. Obviously, we want God to bless them. We want them to know the Lord. Uh, but what will happen is the process of God changing your heart toward them. And then when your heart understands God's heart for them, then you'll be able to hear the Lord and he'll give you instructions about what to do. And see, then in your service to the Lord, you're not going to that family uh, outing um uh, for any other reason than to bring God glory. You're going on a mission sent by God. Remember the old Blues Brothers movie, we're on a mission from God. Um, but, but you can count on God opening some doors. And remember, uh, you and the family member who doesn't have your best interest at heart, um, uh, that's not the point of reconciliation uh, that you're, in, you're interested in. What you're interested in is them being reconciled to God and you can be the instrument through whom god will work now uh in the situation with blended families and you've got uh, you're the stepmom you've got the real mom there or maybe you've got uh, his parents in-laws um and and you know they, they they never really adjusted whatever your particular situation is i promise you the lord will pr- prepare you for that and um if you just look at it as a mission field you're not there to get a positive result You're not there uh, to feel good. You're there to be a witness for Jesus Christ. And I promise you, even as difficult as it is, the Holy Spirit will empower you and and provide opportunities to sort of break through those barriers that are there. So the most important thing, and this is for my own practical experience, praying for people every day, especially those people who don't um, want the best for you, is is a way with 100% certainty that God will eventually, and usually it's sooner rather than later, if your heart's genuine, uh, it'll be sooner rather than later. Um, um, God will change your heart toward those people. Paul, you want to add anything?
3: Yeah, I'm just going to read from 2 Corinthians 5, Lisa, and so you, could, you can go back and look at this yourself. And I'm, I'm going to start in um, verse 15, no, 14. Either way, Christ's love controls us. And I think in, in um, NIV or in any other, it probably says compels us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. Oh, so you got to remember who you were at one time as well, and Jesus died for you. So verse 15 says, he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them verse 16, very key. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this For you and me and Pastor Ron and Sam in here, Lisa, is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. That's our mission, Phil, as Pastor Ron was just saying.
2: Yeah, that's the first time I've heard it in the NLT. I love that translation Mm -hmm. of of that passage. Um, Lisa, remember, it's it's, um, as a servant of God, it's no longer about you. It becomes about other people. And, and
3: continue in, in the rest of that chapter because yeah. it, it tells you how to do, what to do, and why.
2: Yeah, and, and you don't have to defend yourself. Uh, you don't have to worry about what people are thinking because Jesus will be in heaven smiling on you so powerfully mm-hmm. that you will experience a freedom, and you will walk away from those encounters knowing precisely how much God is thrilled because of of your obedience. Mm -hmm. You're going to prove yourself a usable vessel, and God will give you many, many opportunities to use them. Wouldn't it be great if one of those people who wished you ill would come to you in a time of trouble and say, Lisa, I need help. Mm -hmm. And uh, usually that's what God has up his sleeve. Mm -hmm. So uh, go, uh, toughen up, suffer through it. Um, If there are times that the Lord would say, don't go, don't go. It's that simple. But do it for others. Uh, be others focused mm-hmm. instead, of, uh, instead of worry about yourself. Bite your, bite your tongue yeah. and just learn to love the people. Yeah. God will change your heart. There's going
3: to be somebody there, like Pastor Ron is saying, where you're the stepmom, but you're going to, that you love the children's father. That's huge. Yeah.
2: Well, Paula, we only have thirty minutes left in the program. There's the first half that just flew by. It flew by. Three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. You're listening to the date day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back in two minutes.
1: the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh
2: welcome back to the program we have 30 minutes left to take your phone calls paula you only got started on unity and we had the call so god is so smart it's your show
3: mm-hmm. um so Talking about unity just with ourselves and and God, the Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. And then Lisa just led us right into, you know, unity in the home. Not necessarily blended families, but that's a big one. Um, just unity in the home itself. You know, you're talking, talking to a lady last night, she says both she and her husband are Christians, but the way they handle things, they're not on the same page of the bible let alone with each other um and so unity in the family there i mean before you were saved i would be telling my kids no playing ball in the house and this is a silly thing but no playing ball in the house all day every day you know and then you come in and you say go out for a pass we're not on the same page. You know, the football, because they missed it, hits pictures off the wall, and we got glass. And, and then I just look at the kids and wonder, and I say, see why no playing ball? In we had a f- big front yard and a bigger backyard. Come on now. And so, yeah, but they got to get on the same page Paula. with Jesus. What, let it go? I'm forgiven. Yeah, you are. You are. But it was my... my uh... <laughs>
2: I'm forgiving because he was forsaken. That's
3: right. I'm accepted. He was condemned. But you get my drift. Um, husband and wife need to be on the same page.
2: How can two walk together unless they agree to do so?
3: Yeah. And they're going to embitter their children because kids already know how to play one of us against the other anyway. Um, but if if one is trying to follow the Lord and his directives and the other isn't, unity is needed and so the the parents need to get together and get on the same page now i'm talking to a woman so she knows she still needs to submit to her husband as to the lord um and so she's told her opinion you know and she's shown it in scripture and now i just have to you know instruct her okay now you pray and wait
2: yeah, but, but in in this case, I, I won't go into any details because that was spoken to you in confidence but but uh, a, a submitted wife, it says as to the Lord yes. and so a, a wife doesn't submit to a husband who is giving ungodly counsel or who's enabling a child or who is um, asking that the wife to, to to sin, whether it's something as simple as lying or, or worse. So I, I think unity can't be unity between two people. The unity has to be two people with Jesus,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, you know it, it ought to be the simplest thing. Nobody ever believes me when I say this. They didn't believe me last two weeks ago at the at the retreat we did, the marriage retreat. They don't believe me here at Calvary Chapel, but the truth is, uh, th- there's no need ever for husband and wife to argue again, because. All you have to do is agree to agree with Jesus. If you'll do that, that's what unity in Christ is all about. Mm-hmm. It, that means my opinion doesn't matter. Um, the, the wife's opinion doesn't matter. The only opinion that carries any weight is the word of God. And so if we would agree to say, okay, here's our problem. And let's just say we've got a, a kid who's doing things and one parent is lenient and the other person is trying to toe the line and, and train the child or discipline the child. Um, we simply say, well, let's see what God says. And, of course, the answer is so clear. Mm-hmm. It negates the need for an argument. Thus, the child sees us as united in Christ, united with Christ. Mm-hmm. And then we're giving the Lord the opportunity to work on the child. You know, uh, our lenience with children doesn't help them. Um, our Our hypocrisy when we're arguing about things or when there's division. Our children have hypocrisy sniffers Mm -hmm. going all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so we have to be united in Christ. Uh, The same thing is true in the body of Christ. You know, uh, unity in the body when Jesus said to the disciples and he was also praying for those who would believe on their message. That's you and me. Um, um, It doesn't mean uniformity. Unity and uniformity are two different things. Not everybody has to look like me. If you come to Calvary Chapel, you don't have to dress like me. You don't have to believe what I believe. But we can have unity in mission. We can have unity in focus and purpose. We can have unity in essential doctrines. Um, uh, But but it doesn't mean that we just go along to get along. It means that we're, we're, we're faithful to what we've been called to do. And too often, Paula, this unity uh, passage is misunderstood to mean, and see, no, you just give everybody who says they're a Christian room and and just sort of work together and do all these things. Uh, I was telling you at breakfast this morning, um, we've never in our almost 24 years here, we've never asked another church to come alongside us and and get involved uh, in time, resources, or energies. Uh, In our thing. Mm -hmm.
3: In the vision
2: Um, God has given us. God's given us a vision. It's our job to fulfill it. It's a good thing that other churches have different visions Mm -hmm. because it means God uses different people and different bodies to do all kinds of different works. I'm only accountable for this one. So I'm not interested in just working with people because they're Christians. We have all the time solicitations um, uh, to come to pastor prayer meetings, to come to um, community-wide pastors meetings where we can talk about how we can kind of benefit our yeah, city like and those kind of... Things.
3: National Prayer Day. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Kind of,
2: uh, that's not the unity Jesus mm-hmm. was talking mm-hmm. about at all. Uh, if people are going to do that, that's fine, but but... but I'm called to be unified with Jesus in the work he's called Calvary Chapel of San Antonio to do, and uh, I I would be embarrassed. Uh, I would feel almost like those people we saw, we were accosted on a an off-road on, a, oh my goodness, on yeah. a freeway. You mm-hmm. know, as soon as the light turns red, they come mm-hmm. running out asking you for money. Uh, if I wanted to do something uh, that, that God was telling us to do here at Calvary Chapel, uh, I'd feel like one of those people, if I called everybody, hey, why don't you get involved with this industry? People will get more work and contribute money to it and do these things. Yeah. Um, I don't want to distract them from their vision. Mm-hmm. That's where we can be unified in the work that God has called us to do. Um, it, it doesn't mean that we have to believe the same things. There's differences of doctrinal uh, issues uh, in churches. Uh, my job's not to convince other people what they're supposed to do or how they're supposed to believe my job is simply to tell the truth, and if I look back and I'm following Jesus, there's going to be people following me. Mm-hmm. And and that's a kind of unity. It's a unity of mission, a unity of heart, uh, a unity certainly in the the, the um, uh, call to evangelize. Um, but beyond that, um, it, it's not any of this touchy-feely stuff that, that it's so often made out to be.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, what you're saying is your responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ, right? And this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be between the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So you just teach it. If we catch it, if we want to know it, we will. If we don't, we won't. Basically, is that what you're saying?
2: Uh, yeah, and that's true for the, the the greater body of Christ at large as well. You know, we're just one very small cog in the the universal Church mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and there are churches that um, I can walk into and and would agree with nothing that they're doing, um, but they're proclaiming the gospel. You know, in in the study uh, this past Sunday, Jesus said, "If somebody's not against you, they're for you." Mm-hmm. They're with us. Mm-hmm. John and James want to call down thunder. Yeah. She said, no, 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 that's the wrong spirit. So I'm content to do what God has called me to do. And then I'm, I'm also content uh, as others do what God has called them to do. Yeah. But but Paul also writes that it's clear that there must be differences mm-hmm. because there's different visions yeah. and different uh, purposes of ministry. Uh, different levels of understanding it's also necessary that there's differences in what people believe to to demonstrate that one's right and one's not right so there's uh, unity is not uniformity and i think we misunderstand that so that's Uh what i was getting to
3: okay so and then of course what you're saying unity in the church and we all have gifts to build each other up and so in that that's not uniformity but that's that's unity as well you know um you have the gift of teaching and and others, and I have the gift of encouragement. So while you up there teaching, and then, you, you know, for me, someone will come to me and say, when he said that, is this what he meant? Yeah. Dying to self daily? Yeah. That means it can't be about you. You got to die to yourself, not kill your body, but, you know, kill the, the flesh that wants to do what you want to do instead to live for Christ. So I get to encourage him. I said, girl, I know how hard that is, but we could do it together, you know. And, th- like, even for this show, you and I are just talking. All the <laughs> buttons that need to be pushed and somebody else has to do all that. Um, and so, yeah, there's, yeah, just.
2: No, I don't have the gift of technology.
3: No, me either. If, if <laughs> anything comes unplugged, it's like. Uh, uh, help.
2: <laughs> For the audience, it's, uh, the kids that come in and pray, one of the things that they have to pray every day is that there'll oh, yeah. be no bugs. No bugs. And, and yeah. by that, we mean technical issues or technical difficulties.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, uh, people say, what are bugs? Well, yeah, things happen on radio, yeah. so it's just one of those things.
3: Yeah. Okay, so the next thing I, w- I had in my scribbles in the night was no and go. No, as in k n o w. And go, and then dot, 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 now. And so you were kind of talking. In the middle of the night,
2: you can write dot, dot, dot. Well,
3: yeah, but I I did it better. (laughs) Let me see. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily dot, dot, dot. There was a little hyphen thing. (laughs) But now, and then I put an exclamation point behind the now. But know and go. You know, Jesus says, I want you to know me and my will for your life. And so once we know, you know, and that's not like you always are so faithful to say, not the five-year plan or the 10-year plan, today. Lord, what about me and what about today? So if you know, um, encourage one another. Um, you see somebody who's, who looks down and out and you feel that little nudge of, I wonder what's wrong with them. That right there is saying, Jesus is saying, Either pray for them or go ask them, how can I help you? But when you know, go. You know, and, and being in the Word, it kind of makes you, you know. Um, because my next one is humble yourself That we, we, if we get there today. Maybe we won't get there, so I don't have to worry about that. But no, um, but once you know, go. Um, and I know we were talking about this at breakfast too, and you know. How did you know to go to San Antonio? Okay. Oh my goodness, that sounds almost like a rap, right? How did you know to go to San Antonio? Yo,
2: I have no go words. Ahead.
3: <laughs> go on, Pastor Ron. He has no words. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. This is radio. Um,
2: when, when we are seeking the lord's will for our lives uh it's something that pleases him and so what god wants us to do is get to the place where we'll say yes to the next thing he asks us to do not the as i said paula said earlier the 10-year program the five-year program um what about me and what about today um uh, this was such a profound moment now uh, I think most of you have heard me say this. We, we'd we never been to Texas. We didn't know anybody in Texas, and we didn't want to ever come to Texas. It was never a part of our agenda. Uh, and I was at Bible College. It was March 4th, 1994. Uh, I was walking in the mountains. There was still some snow on the mountains. I was all bundled up, just taking a walk with Jesus. And and I remember uh, crying out. It was an emotional day for me for reasons I won't won't share with you. but, But I just I cried out, Lord. How can I serve you? And He said right then and there. He spoke to my heart. It wasn't an audible voice. It wasn't anything weird. I'm not trying to sound super spiritual here. But He said, begin praying for the people of San Antonio, Texas. It was so profound. I wrote it in my Bible. I got back, dated it March 4th, 1994. The Lord spoke to my heart and said to begin praying for the people of San Antonio, Texas. Now, I didn't automatically assume anything. I just started praying for the people in San Antonio, Texas. And this went on for a couple of weeks. And um, um, finally, I was out for another walk with the Lord. And uh, I, I felt that he moved on my heart to ask him why. It's almost like like uh, somebody gives you a, a Christmas gift or a birthday gift, and they want to tell you what it is mm. before you open it. So uh, I, I said, okay, Lord, why am I praying for the people in San Antonio, Texas? And just as profoundly, he said to me, uh, that's where I'll be waiting for you. Now, I knew instantly that meant... I needed to finish Bible college. Mm-hmm. God's a finisher. We don't just pick up and quit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also knew immediately that the, the moment I was done, we were gone. We were going to San Antonio, Texas. Now, w- w- you know, I was at Bible college uh, alone. You were down uh, in the valley. You'd come get me on Fridays and take me back up on Sundays. And so we were uh, apart for that time. Uh, but, but both of us had been crying out to the Lord, what's your will for our lives? And he spoke to my heart so profoundly. I came back home, and I thought, like, actually, you picked me up. And I didn't even wait till he started writing. I said, Paul, I know what God's going to do. He's sending us to San Antonio, Texas. And all you could think about was, I don't think so. No, uh,
3: San Antonio, no. no, 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 no. He's going to go to Bible college, finish that, and then we're going to have, we maybe start a church something down here, you know, right? In the area where we live, and, and I'll be good, no problem.
2: See, I was eager to to go. <laughs> uh, I wasn't afraid. I didn't have to have any more information than that. I knew God would wait, would meet us there. Uh, but then he had to bring your heart along. Now, why don't you share mm-hmm. your your response?
3: Yeah, no, um, I didn't. I was more scared than anything. Um, you know, you were just barely getting out of Ron the jerkiest isms. You know, and now you're going to Bible college and what, you know, life is still pretty much the same for me. I mean, I'm in awe that you're a Christian now, but we weren't spending that much time together, which was the same as before when you were in the we work were, world. But,
2: but even that was God's design because he was working on me uh, in one place and working on you in another place. That's
3: exactly right, because in Psalm 23, you know, where... The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And I'm reading from NLT, so this is not exactly the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want is what it says in, in NIV. But where he, where I was when you were up at Bible college, in, and so for me in my little apartment, um, he leads me besides still waters. You know, I'm in green pastures in, in this time with the Lord while you're away at Bible college. I'm in my own kind of Bible college, only it's just... Jesus and me and the experience of everyday life, getting up, um, knowing I have a job, I had a little cleaning business. And so I'm going in, in so many days, not having enough of anything, um, and yet still getting to and getting back home and, um, knowing that Jesus was with me all the time, you know, um, says, he renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. For even though I walk through the valley of death, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. And so many of the times, that's how I, I was feeling. Um, you know, we still had Mr. Moto, our dog, and having to get up at midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning, and it's just me and Mr. Modo on a very big street in a not-so-safe neighborhood, that's where Jesus was walking beside me. Um, I really had to... I really got to learn how real he is and that um, he was there to protect me and guide me. I mean, he even sent uh, police officers in the helicopters sometimes to walk me up and down the street with the light on me after... After a time, that was like, oh Lord, you're so good. um Giving me a, a lady came and said, You know, as long as Pastor Ron's in Bible college, I'm going to give you so much money every weekend so that you could go to the grocery store so you can have uh, nice meals for him on the weekend. And, you know, that was one of those things where. I don't even have anything to give him. This little job that I have is just enough to pay a few bills. And, you know, I was whining. And the Lord just put it on that lady's heart um, to provide for me to make sure you had food to eat on the weekends. There were just so many things where, you know, I would hear noises. And the Lord would say, I'm right here. So I really didn't. Really did get to know him better. But when you came home and said, I know where we're supposed to go, I'm in my green pastures right there in Ontario. (laughs) You know, I'm having a really good time. And now you're going to tell me, he said, go to San Antonio. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm just in, like, the best place right now. I felt like I was in the arms of Jesus. And now you're going to take me away to a foreign land? I said, no, Mm -mm. if God, God, I was saved first. He loves me. He would have told me first before he told you. So then I prayed. (laughs) It took me a while to pray, though. But yeah, but once I knew, because he said, hey, this is what you've prayed for. He's a godly man. He listens to me. So start packing and start selling all your stuff. Get in the truck, put your seatbelt on and go. Well, th-
2: this is a good lesson in unity as well, Paula, because um, one of the things that I made sure you knew when I told you and you sort of ditched Walked? me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, were, you were running away. Um, I knew you'd pray. I knew you loved Jesus and I knew you'd pray. And, and I told you, I said, Paula, don't worry. We're not going anywhere until we know for sure we are united in the knowledge that this is what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. And and um, for for two weeks, you wrestle with the Lord and I never um, brought it up again. Uh, I just prayed for you. I knew you'd be praying. I knew you wanted to say, what about my kids and what about this and what about that? Uh, and, and yet uh, two weeks later, you came up to Bible college on a Friday, picked me up and you had that look on your face that that I know is I've got something to say, but I don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. And uh the Lord moved on my heart, he said, Well we'll ask her about San Antonio And so I said, Have you heard anything about San Antonio? And your response was, We can go And I said, No, Paul, I told you we're not going that way until you hear from the Lord because we have to be sure. And you started crying, you said, He told me Yeah. And so then we could start planning. Um but 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 that day we started making moves in that direction mm-hmm. we we're going to be there for several more months mm-hmm. while i finish bible college mm-hmm. but that day um we began planning yeah uh we told people mm-hmm. you know it's it's one thing to 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 think you know what god wants you to do another thing to to tell other people it's sort of like well if i tell people they're going to think i i'm going to have to go uh, but but we're committed to obedience anyway uh and and people came out of the woodwork um Some to support us, some to tell us that we're crazy, but we were tested every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, If we hadn't gone through that together, if we weren't united, we wouldn't have lasted here six months.
3: Yeah, I I don't think so.
2: It was so hard, Mm -hmm. and we knew no one. It was so foreign. Um, uh, For the first time in our life, we were introduced to fire ants. I mean, it was like, that's what it's going to be like in hell. You know, fire ants are going to be there. And
3: mosquitoes. And And and, fleas for my dog.
2: But but we knew.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, And when things got really, really hard and when people said, well, if God sent you here, he would have provided this. He would have provided Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. We just knew that Jesus was there. I
3: think the hardest ones were even our kids, you know, because they wouldn't call and talk to you. And then when they would call and talk to me, they're like, you're still there what's going on, what's wrong with you guys? kind of attitude. I think they were the, the harder ones, you know, and I missed them so much. And, but, yeah, standing firm for the Lord. Um, once you know and you go now and then you stand firm to see him show off, it's just been an amazing thing.
2: Neither one of us can imagine our lives anywhere else. No. No. Uh-uh.
3: And, you know, the, you know, we can talk about what has been. But I'm thrilled for what's happening today, you know, especially when you think about uh, some of these kids, you know, some of the kids that were in here praying today, you know, when they're when they're little and stuff, they don't really know us that well. But now they've run to hug us, and they can't <laughs> wait to pray for us. And I can feel that they pray for us at home, not just yeah. in this room. Yep.
2: Jesus is Amazing. good. Hope you were blessed and encouraged by our time together today. You've been listening to the date, the edition of The Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 the Word. We'll see you then.
4: Bye-bye.